Hi everyone, Phil Bailey here, another episode of the London, Ontario podcast. Uh, As many of you know, I'm a local real estate agent in London and uh, just like to update everyone on how things are going in London and just answer questions that that you may have. I did get a few questions recently. So for our episode two here, I'd like to just answer some of them and just go through some common concerns that if uh, someone's having a question, probably others are as well. So first question I got was, what are your thoughts on the current purchasing environment and necessitating buyers having to go in without a home inspection condition? Um, this person said that they uh, did this a couple years ago. They lost uh, numerous offers. And then when they finally went in firm, they ended up winning. Thankfully, they say that their home didn't have any major issues. Um, they also mentioned that some prospective buyers are doing pre-inspections, which uh, takes about an hour typically and uh, they don't find that that's really a a thorough look through. So in my opinion, I think that a home inspection is a very important part of buying a home for many individuals. Some of my clients choose not to do home inspection because they have a background that they, they feel comfortable in, but in most cases, I will recommend doing a home inspection. The issue that this uh, question is coming from and what I'm seeing a lot in the the local market is that if you do not go in firm on a house, a lot of the times it will mean that you will not win in that multiple offer situation. Sometimes I say not winning is actually, uh, it's really, you could take that as a win because I I don't think that if you're overpaying for a house or not going in with with, uh, conditions that you need you really are, you could potentially be missing out. So in my opinion, uh, a home inspection condition can be helpful. That said, I would recommend doing it in advance of making an offer if you know that you're gonna be in a multiple offer situation. What I'm seeing right now is that if you look at last month's stat, about 75% of homes in London are selling at asking price or above asking price. I think on average it's about $45,000 over asking price which would mean that multiple offers are obviously something that's happening quite often in the London and area market. I'm also seeing this a lot in St. Thomas and the areas around around London. So you can do a home inspection prior to making the offer. The, the issue that some of my clients do have with that is that they are paying for a home inspection on a house that they may not actually buy. The counter argument I think to that in many ways is that spending a few hundred dollars on a home inspection and potentially saving yourself tens of thousands of dollars or maybe even not wanting to buy a house after you see the results of that home inspection could be part of it. The other thing I will say is that I always recommend having a budget to fix things after you buy a house. Obviously if a house is a few years old, I'm going to be a little bit less concerned, but there always could be things you run into. If a home is older and you have an older roof, an older furnace, an older AC, and you're not expecting to spend some money on these in the next few years, I think you're a little out to lunch on it, and I usually recommend that uh, folks are folks are doing that. So you can include that as uh, something that you do before you make an offer in house. This would also go with the financing condition as, as well, but getting your, your ducks in a row and get everything prepared before you make an offer is exceptionally important. 
used to be we'd have five, maybe even seven business days to do this work. And right now, given the multiple offers, we're just not given this time on homes under the $500,000 mark. So happy to help uh, on anyone's personal situation with that. But in general, uh, I would say just make sure that you know what you're getting into before you start making offers on houses and don't feel any pressure from anyone to go in firm on a house without having those answers uh, before you before you do so. The other, the other question that I have actually reached quite a bit lately is if I'm seeing some people moving to areas outside of London because of the prices that we're seeing in London. And the answer to that is yes, I have. I've definitely been seeing some folks considering different areas in London that they weren't considering before. For example, the east side, east of Adelaide, uh, even some areas around Hamilton in, in, in that Adelaide area that a lot of clients were not considering before, and now they are. Uh, I think that we've seen a lot of, uh, for lack of a better term, gentrification happening in this area. It's not a term I, I really like, uh, but areas that, homes that are being renovated uh, to an extreme degree and being uh, being uh, listed uh, again, in many cases, as a, as a bit of a flip, or in other cases, just for someone to live in them. What I'm finding, I guess, um, another thing that's happening is that also folks are moving to areas outside of London, such as St. Thomas. St. Thomas has had a surge in prices that I've experienced with some clients over the last uh, year or two. I'm noticing that certain areas in St. Thomas are, are really in demand. I'm not sure if some of this is stemming from COVID and work from home situations where people aren't having to drive into London every single day anymore. And actually for many people, they may not, uh, they may not going forward. Uh, that brings me to the third actually and final question that, that I've received. And that's actually very specific to COVID. And it's whether I see a, a large amount of folks moving to London from outside of the area, such as uh, the GTA or even other areas in Canada. I The answer to that is yes, uh, I have. I've, I've actually been talking to a lot of people from the GTA prior to COVID that were looking at moving to London or investors that were looking at buying duplexes, triplexes or multiplexes in London. Recently, or more recently, I have been noticing though that there's some 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 folks that are looking to move to London as their permanent home. They have jobs in Toronto, but their employer is not asking them to go back to the office anytime soon, or maybe ever. They've made a deal with that employer that they'll never have to go and work on Bay Street anymore. So they're able to work from uh, another city that's obviously far less expensive. When you're talking about a home in Toronto that is you know, $1.5, $2 million plus, versus a home in London that's $500,000. I mean, for a lot of people, this is this is a bit of a uh, an easy move. Is that going to change the London real estate market? I think it already has to a certain degree, and I think it will likely continue to over the next little while. Uh, just finally, I, I did want to mention the, the overall uh, stats that we're seeing in London right now. Average price is actually over 500,000 in, in London. And uh, I, I would expect it would likely be climbing actually over the next the next little while. It's a little scary uh, for for some, especially first time home buyers, as this average price has climbed so substantially uh, throughout uh, 2020 and even from stemming from 2019. 
Will this continue in 2021? I don't know uh, for sure. And I don't think that anyone that tells you they know for sure is telling you the truth, to be honest. Um, if you look at the most recent stats, which were from uh, released on December 7th from the London and St. Thomas area real estate board, uh, London's average price is actually 541 right in the city. If you look at all of the surrounding areas, about 536,000. London South, um, which is actually, it's it's a little difficult, but it contains areas in the, in the west side of the city as well. That's just how they break it down. Has an average price of about 555,000. That's up 33.9% from last year. If you look at London North, the average price there is about 620 now. Uh, it's up about 26%, uh, 27% compared to uh, last November when they took these stats. And um, and the the other area to look at is London East, which is about 427,000. Uh, so it's a little bit less, um, but it's certainly uh, trending upwards. That's up, up about 27% from, from last year at the same time. To be honest, I don't love looking at general statistics. I like looking at statistics of particular neighborhoods. If you're ever interested in looking into a particular neighborhood and what things are selling at, please just send me a note and I'm happy to uh, send you some information on a particular home type, particular neighborhood. Why I say that is just because seeing a sold price in a particular neighborhood is gonna have a lot more weight to where what your house is worth or what you may consider offering on a home in that neighborhood versus just seeing general stats. Especially, I have, I have people that contact me and say, oh, did you see the general stats in the National Post or on the CBC? And if you look at those statistics that aren't even just London related, that's across the entire country. I, I just find the stats may be interesting to an economist looking at general trends, but it's not really going to help you buy or sell your your next house. You really want to dig in and look at a particular neighborhood in uh, in London and be able to work through that with a real estate professional who is actually seeing what things are selling at uh, throughout the city. Uh, so that's it uh, for this episode. This is episode two of the London, Ontario Real Estate Podcast. As always, I'm always here to help answer questions. Uh, if you have some information to share uh, that you'd be interested in, uh, in coming onto the podcast and sharing or even just uh, sending me a note so I can chat about it, I'd love to uh, do that over the next little while. Uh, it's December 2020 right now when we're talking. Uh, I know 2020 has been a very strange year for, for a lot of us. Um, it seems to some real estate agents like myself, we think we've been busier than we ever have been. Uh, but I think as we get into uh, 2021, things will probably just continue. So I am wishing everyone all the best as we get into 2021. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.